الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن أعبد الناس أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulama ikram, brothers and elders. The Quran Sharif from beginning to end is filled with the lesson of taqwa. The month of Ramadan comes, we learn this lesson. Qurbani comes, we learn this lesson. Hajj comes, we learn the same lesson. And throughout the Quran Sharif, this is the lesson that is repeatedly given to us. And this is a very, very clear, and the reason for this is very It is a very short phase of our journey towards Akhirat. We are here in dunya. This is a very short phase. We have been already in this journey from long before we came into dunya. At the time of our stay in dunya compared to what we had already passed in alam arwah is a small fraction. And it is even a very, very minute fraction. In fact, there is no comparison of what is the time in akhirat. This little time in dunya doesn't count for anything. In comparison to the time in akhirat, it's obviously it cannot be compared. The akhirat, the time therein is infinite. There will be no death. And there is a very short phase. But the short phase of time that we have in dunya, the everlasting bounties of akhirat are dependent on a person adopting taqwa in this world. To the extent that he has acquired this taqwa and lived this taqwa, to that extent will this, this success of the here ayat, otherwise dunya will be lost and akhirat will be lost. So when something is so crucial for this everlasting akhirat and even for the success of this dunya, it is obvious that this is the lesson that will be repeated. But this is insan and this is the tragedy of insan that something is said to him so much, so often, in such a repeated manner, not just in indication and just some pointers, but spelt out repeatedly, over and over again. But insan, insan comes from nisyan. He's forgetful. He keeps forgetting. He forgets these basic lessons, and therefore the Quran Sharif keeps repeating this lesson. Starting off right from Surah Baqarah, this is the kitab of hidayat for the muttaqin, those who want to adopt taqwa. This is their cause of hidayat. And right at the end of the Qur'an Sharif, this is the theme that carries on. So in this particular ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited, in this one ayat, Allah Ta'ala gives the command of taqwa twice. Just in this one ayat, in one line almost. There's the command of taqwa twice. 
this is again highlighting how tremendously and fundamentally important is this lesson. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing the believers, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, that oh you who believe, the Mufassirin explained that this is a very affectionate address. It's not an address where a person is addressing somebody just in a instructive and authoritative manner. It's a very affectionate address. Oh, you who believe, meaning you who are my, like in another ayat of his, قُلْ يَا يَلَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Say to my servants who have transgressed their souls, don't become despondent of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is my servants. In other words, if they've wronged, then they've wronged me, they are mine. And the matter is between me and them. This is to give hope. But this insan is to remain between hope and fear. If he has too much of hope and too less fear, he'll become bold. And if the fear is too much and the hope is minimal or nothing, he'll become despondent. Al-Imanu bain al-Khawfi wa raja He's to stay within these two things, between the concepts of hope and fear. He has hope and he has fear as well. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing the believers, Ya ayuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. Oh you believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. And every person should see what has he sent forth for tomorrow. And then again Allah Ta'ala says, Wattaqullah, inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amalun. Fear Allah, Allah is aware of what you are doing. Now this, twice in this one ayat, Ittaqullah. Mufassirin explained that this repetition is not just a repetition. Each taqwa, the word taqwa on each occasion is and different meaning is being expressed. The first taqwa is ittaqullah bi imtithali awamirihi. O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala by fulfilling all his commands, by adopting righteous actions. So Allah Ta'ala has commanded Salah, so now taqwa demands that a person fulfills that salah. It's fajr time, whether it is winter or whether it is summer. But it's fajr, it's a call of Allah wa ta'ala. So he is ready to answer that call and to present himself in the court of Allah ta'ala. This is the demand of that taqwa. That he is not giving preference to his sleep or whatever over the command of Allah ta'ala. At the time of Zuhar, the taqwa demands that he drops everything that he is doing and he responds to the call of Allah Ta'ala and presents himself in the court of Allah Ta'ala. person receives a summons, it requires somebody very daring to ignore that summons. And if there is a warrant of arrest already on it, then here this is not just the court of anybody, this is the court of Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala doesn't send it as a summons, Allah Ta'ala sends it as an invitation. Because this is now the time that Allah Ta'ala is showering his rahmat. So a person is invited, he's called, come. So if the king invites somebody, he drops everything and goes. Forget kings, some people drop every person, one day was in a half complaining way. Well I have to go, where go where? He has to go overseas. Why? Because it's a family wedding, I've been invited, if I don't go now. 
Now he's going, but he's complaining also. And he's saying, well, I have to go now, so all the costs and whatever time and the work and whatever. But he's going. He's going, he has to show his face there. So now everybody is looking very happy. People invited him are looking very happy we invited him. He's looking very happy that I got invited. But it's all just a surface thing. He's also complaining within himself. He's complaining to others also. Now I have to go. If I could manage, I would have not gone, but I have to go. So this is unfortunately all these formalities that we've created for ourselves. And these difficulties that we have brought into our lives. Otherwise, deen is very simple, very easy. Performing nikah for the parties that getting, are getting married, for the families, for everybody, it's as simple as performing two rakat salah. But it becomes difficult because we make it difficult. And we make it difficult because we want to conform to the norms of society which don't conform to the sunnah. But to break away from those norms become a very big challenge. So in any case, at the time of that Zuhr, he is presenting himself in the court of Allah Ta'ala, he is answering this invitation, he is responding to this invitation, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, so that ibadat of Salah, Taqwa demands that he is there. Zakat, fasting, Hajj, that Taqwa demands, he fulfills all this. Likewise, that Taqwa demands that he adopts the correct akhlaq. The Taqwa demands that he fulfills the rights of everybody. So all this is part of the righteous actions that the Taqwa demands and this is the first part of this ayat. Allah Ta'ala says that every person, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullah, O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala by fulfilling all his commands. So this is the one step of Taqwa. And وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Everyone should see what he has sent forth for tomorrow. Tomorrow is referring to Qiyamat. Qiyamat is being called tomorrow. Because Qiyamat is like as if it's close as tomorrow. One is a person's own individual Qiyamat. مَنْ مَاتَ فَقَدْ قَامَتْ قِيَامَتُهُ The person who passes away, his Qiyamat came away already. Meaning one part of his Qiyamat came away. So that is a reality, it could be before tomorrow also. And even the Qiyamah that will finally come, the day of resurrection, if a person considers, while we are sitting here, somebody is 50 years, somebody is 60, somebody 40, somebody whatever age he has already reached, but if we look at the life that has passed, it all looks like just a dream, like just barely a couple of days passed. It's like as if nothing, there was no time really. Likewise, when a person reaches Qiyamah, it will be like in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that the people will actually, the discussion will come up. That how long did we live in dunya? Qala qailun minhum that kam labistum fil ardi adada sinin. How many, how many years did you live in the world? Qalu labisna yawman aw ba'da yawmin. This whole life of dunya they lived. Somebody lived 50 years, 60 years, 80 years. They'll say, Labithna yawman. I think we lived for a day. Some say, just one day. Some say, Bada yawman. Not even one day. It was part of a day we were there. This whole life of dunya will just seem like just one day was lived in dunya. Forget one whole day. Bada yawman. Like part of a day. Half a day a person lived in dunya. So this is the reality of dunya. 
So this akhirat is as close as tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Every person should see what he sent forth for tomorrow. Now if a person knew for sure, somehow he got this message, confirmed message, that he's got one year left to live in dunya. Sometimes a person, a patient is told that you got 48 hours, 72 hours, and sometimes somebody is told even lesser than that, 24 hours. Many a times that person has lived for 24 years also after that. And the person treating him was gone long before him. So that is something which, in fact, that is not even something ethical, is not even in keeping with the teachings of our deen. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah wasallam says that, give hope to the person. If a person is critically ill also, say something that will give Hishans. Either he has come, you saying these words, but he's going to come for that moment. And supposing his time is, he's going to inshallah recover from this. Something negative, what has it served? It has just served to make the person even more down. He might have been feeling very of his condition, it will now break his spirits even more. And without any benefit to anybody. So the Hadith Sharif, the teaching of Nabi Islam, regardless of what his apparent condition is, he might seem like just a person naim as they say, but you give him hope. So in any case, this Qiyamah is so close to us. And therefore we have to be preparing for this Akhirat. Now if a person knew for sure that he's got one year left, not one day, one week, one month, one year, but it's for sure, one year, this is it. Somehow he got it for sure. Can we imagine if we had to be told that, what will be the condition of our life as of this moment that we got that message? One is a person will be like, already in another state of mind, he'll first be in a shock, that he's got only one year left, whereas the reality is, he doesn't, we don't know whether he's got one day left. But now that one year he's got left, that whole year will be a different manner in which he'll conduct his life. Can we imagine him deliberately omitting one salah? Can we imagine him going to some haram venues or indulging in other sins? He's got one year now, he has to now make this one year such a year that when he meets Allah Ta'ala, then he gets accepted because he's just got only one year. Now in his mind he's thinking, maybe I've got 50 years, after 20 years I'll start changing my life. But the reality is, this one year is very far away. We don't know about one minute. And that is a reality of life that we hear about every day. A person is here now and before now he's gone. So when a person has this consciousness of Akhirat, that Qiyamah is so close, and I could meet Allah Ta'ala at any moment, when this Yaqeen has settled deep down in the heart, now is he going to now conduct his life in a way that's going to earn the wrath of Allah Ta'ala? Is he going to cheat for a few pennies of dunya? Is he going to commit oppression and zulm on the servants of Allah Ta'ala? Just so in order to get more of this material of this world, is he going to conduct his life in such a way that tomorrow when the time comes to leave, suddenly, then he is bewildered also? That what does he now, how does he face Allah Ta'ala? On the one side, he is in total bewilderment. And maybe people behind him, some might even be relieved. That, well, finally, whatever has happened, has happened, but, well, well this one zoom has gone. 
So if that is the case, then this is indeed, we've, we've lost track of what is the whole purpose of a whole existence in dunya. So if a person had this news that he's got one year, his whole life will change for the better. We don't know whether we will be here till tomorrow also. So how much this consciousness should be with us, that it keeps us conducting ourselves in a way that will earn the blessings of Allah wa ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ And then again Allah Ta'ala says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ For the second time now. In this ayat now, the second time, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ The second, اِتَّقُوا اللَّهِ فِي Allah Ta'ala بِالْإِجْتِنَابِ عَنْ مَنَاهِهِ The second command of taqwa is to now refrain from everything that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So many a times a person, mashallah, is very conscious about doing a'mal. And that is obvious, we have to. Those a'mal that are farz, there's no question about missing it. Wajib sunnat and And then over many a person, mashallah, is very, very uh, enthusiastic about nawafil. Somebody has that enthusiasm, I must make hajj, umrah every year. Mashallah, excellent. Somebody makes a lot of tasbihat, tilawat, excellent. But that itself is not the whole package. There's another part to it. Allah Ta'ala says, Wattakullah again in the same ayat. That look, that is very good, mashallah. But make sure that that is accompanied by staying away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, even on a spiritual note, all the noor that will come from the ibadat, but if that noor that is coming in from the ibadat, if that is going to be joined and the same heart, the poison of sin is going to be mixed in there, then that poison of sin will overcome that noor in moments, and that poison will be what will dominate. That noor will all just fizzle out. That whole night of tahajjud that a person performed, mashallah, excellent, but then he started casting lustful glances around. All that noor drained out of his eyes. He started making ghibat. All that noor drained out of his tongue. Listening to ghibat, listening to music, listening to other evil talk, etc. He's using his heart and mind incorrectly. Fantasizing and all kinds of evil, deliberately entertaining these thoughts. So that heart which will lower from zikr, etc. This is enveloping that heart. So just as very beneficial to be engaging in amal, more important, obviously there is wadibat, etc. That the most important thing and important thing is, stay haram. And the person staying away from haram is the real, true wali of Allah wa ta'ala, in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. The true awliya and friends of Allah Ta'ala are the muttaqeen. And what is the definition of the muttaqi? This is understood from a hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to us, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, ittaqil maharim takun a'badan nas. Ittaqil maharim, stay away from all the haram. The haram of the eyes looking at haram, speaking haram, listening to haram, Dealing and being environments that heart and mind with haram. So this is all 
But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, which is haram. You'll be ka'abad nas also. Not that he would not perform tahajjud. He performed only his faraiz, his wajibat, and sunnah kada. And he didn't commit any haram. He's far beyond the person who didn't miss tahajjud one day, but at the same time was indulging in haram also. Because both can't be equated. Staying away from haram, this is of a first category. And the tahajjud is nafil, very great ibadat, but it's nafil. And this nafil cannot be equated to the farz. Taking away from haram is farz. Just like performing salah is farz. Staying away from haram is farz also. And this is where shaitan often catches a person and traps him and lulls him into feeling good about himself. In the sense that he doesn't distract him from some nawafil also. He's performing nawafil also very good. Let him carry on. But shaitan doesn't let loose that touches from him without allowing him or without forcing him and pushing him into some haram. So he made his tilawat, mashallah, and that to shaitan sometimes whispers some pride in his heart. He shouldn't stop the tilawat for that, but that pride should never come. He shouldn't stop that zikr, but shaitan sometimes uses that also to try and whisper that pride in his heart, that he made the zikr also, and that also becomes a means of his destruction. Because of becoming proud over it. The zikr can't be destroying anybody, but the pride over that zikr. So in any case, this haram is what shaitan, this is his main bait to destroy a person. A person is doing some good, let him carry on with that good also, but sure he doesn't leave out the haram. So now the person, whole night, or rather the whole day, he was mashallah conducting himself in a very good manner. Now he's come home, so now shaitan says, you need to unwind also. Can't be all the time just winding in one direction. You need to unwind a little bit also. So now unwind. So now he takes him on to some social media, some other things on his device. Allah knows best why in the word device that deal with it. As if it's, this is the trap shaitan wanted. That these devices will become means of vices. So in itself, it's an instrument, it's something that it's an instrument, it can be very useful to somebody. But if a person doesn't know how to use it, a child is playing with a knife. So you don't, now he's cutting himself, he injured himself several times, so you don't start teaching the child how to play with the knife. No parent starts teaching the child, look, when you're playing with a knife, you must just make sure you miss your fingers. Don't hit it right on the fingers, just hit it outside. When a parent really adopts that policy, that they might say that rather this parent, somebody else will look after his child. The child, that knife is taken away. Where did you get hold of this knife? You should never have this knife. So he says, but I want, no, you can't have this knife. The day you grow up and you're responsible enough and you know how to use this knife, then that day perhaps you can have the knife. But for now you can't have it. He makes a you and cry, whatever, sorry, you can't have it. So the same situation, unfortunately, applies in our situation generally, that spiritually we are like that child. Spiritually we are still children. We are nabalik spiritually. And as a result, like that child in the 
that knife in the child's hand is a very dangerous instrument. This technology in the hand of a person spiritually still a child is dangerous. Sometimes he's stabbing his haya, sometimes he's severing his whole iman also, Allah city is gone. And what not happens because of that one instrument in his hand. So then the only practical thing to do is to take that knife away from the hand of the child. But now which parent is going to take it away from us? So we have to understand for ourselves that if this is something that is repeatedly bringing me to, towards destruction, towards the disobedience of Allah wa ta'ala, person is destroying his deen, destroying his dunya also with it. His akhirat is being destroyed, his dunya is being destroyed also. So then, the only sane thing to do is to dispel from all these things. Such time that a person is spiritually, is spiritually grown up to a, he can now maintain that line. That how is this knife to be used? It's to be used for something useful and not to be used in a way that will injure. Otherwise, the child of that, in a, that knife in the child's hand. Allah is saying that remember this akhirat is coming. And fear Allah this taqwa is referring to staying away from everything that is haram. Remember this is the for you to bear in mind that whenever you are being tempted down, then often a person wants to just make sure there is nobody around. And if it is something that he is doing on his, he has got all, everything all sorted out, that he can delete whatever it is in time. Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Allah khabirum bima ta'amaloon. Don't worry about looking left and right and making sure the doors are locked and whatever. Remember, Inna Allah khabma ta'amaloon. Allah Ta'ala is all aware of what you are doing. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need anybody else to tell him anything. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need his angels to inform him also. That is part of the system Allah Ta'ala has created. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of that system. Allah Ta'ala is fully aware in that very split second of time as that hand is reaching out, as that button is being pressed, what that eye is looking at, Allah Ta'ala is aware of everything. Can't hide from Allah Ta'ala. So this is that lesson that is being given in this ayat. In this one ayat two times, Ittaqullah. Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amanun. Fadha Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ And don't become like those Nasullah, who forgot Allah wa ta'ala. When they forgot Allah ta'ala, what became the result of this? Fa'ansahum usahum. Now, this is dunya that every action has a reaction. Person burnt, brings one beautiful rose of fragrance, he'll feel refreshed. This is dunya. What he does, so he reaps. There's a system Allah ta'ala has created. So likewise, part of the system Allah Ta'ala has created, and this is what the results of things are, that the person, the person who forgets Allah Ta'ala, فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Then Allah makes him forget himself. Allah makes him forget himself. How does he forget himself? He won't remember his name. He'll forget his address. He won't know where he's coming from. No, that's not what is meant. But he'll forget what is his true benefit and what is truly harmful for him. What he should do to progress in life and what is going to destroy his life. He forgets all this. Meaning theoretically he might know something also. 
But the theory won't get translated into practice. And then he'll start forgetting many things. He'll start forgetting, Allah forbid, that he's a mu'min. A mu'min doesn't conduct himself like this. He'll forget he's the ummati of Rasulullah He'll know it, but he'll forget it. In action, he'll forget it. And then, as things go, he'll forget that he's a father. He's got children that are growing up, that are looking at him as a role model. He'll forget that he's a person in a family, that he's a husband, that he's perhaps maybe elderly parents, some child who they are looking at with hope that he's going to become some source of good for us in dunya and akhirat. He forgets everything. He forgets Allah Ta'ala, forgets being the ummati of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, forgets insan also. So then he becomes Allah Ta'ala protect us, what the Qur'an Sharif says, inhum illa kal an'am balhum adal. The person then goes to the stage of animals even worse than that. So Allah Ta'ala says, fa'ansahum anfusahum. They forget themselves. And then, let alone forgetting deen, the person forgets that what he is what is the whole purpose of his dunya also? The dunya becomes just, the purpose of dunya becomes dunya. In other words, he works for dunya just in order to amass dunya. Nothing else. Whole life revolves around just merely the acquisition of dunya. And he doesn't have time for himself, for his family, let alone his deen that is far away. And before he knows it, his qiyamah has come. Now it's too late. So for ansahum anfusahum. Forgetting Allah Ta'ala results in this. Forgetting Allah Ta'ala, forgetting the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala primarily is His obedience. Forgetting Allah Ta'ala then in all the various forms of remembrance. The mashaykh, the person who forgets his ma'amulat, his tasbihat, his tilat, his zikr, his tawafil, etc. And he just takes it casually, forgets it. Then this results in him forgetting himself. In other words, first he just, these amal just slip away. But then it's not just that these amal slip away, there'll be just a vacuum. There isn't a vacuum. When these amal slip away, now the good has slipped away, when light goes, it's not that it can't, it, it's not that there's no more day, and it's not even night. That the day has gone, the light of day has gone, and the darkness of night also has not come. That doesn't happen. It's either light or it's dark. So now the amal that we're bringing light have all slipped away. He allowed it to just slip away. So as light slips away, darkness settles in. So that heart which was filled with light, with more Ramadan came, other times came, the person engaged himself well, mashallah, that heart filled up with a lot of noor, but now those amal started just slipping away. The person didn't make any effort to bring it back. And things got further, further and further away. So as the light gets away, the darkness starts settling in. And then as the darkness gets deeper and deeper, now the person is in this complete darkness in terms of his spirituality. So the heart is now only inclined towards what is wrong. And to do that which is right, that becomes a very major task. To just go to the masjid for salah also is a very big effort. And to wake up for fajr, that is even much more of a 
Allah forbid becomes like a burden. But where it started of this forgetting, nisyan, the two things which are opposite to each other. Zikr is remembrance. Allah got. So the zikr when it came. Allah fasiq. What will become the end result? They'll be fasiqeen, meaning those who are completely now caught up in all kinds of vice and sin. Because one thing leads to another. But that a person is then trapped to bring us back to our Allah Ta'ala says, La yastabul nari washabul jannah. The people of Jahannam and the people of Jannah are not equal. But that decision of who we weigh in the Akhir, we have to make the decision for ourselves here. Ashabul Jannati humul fa'izun. The people of Jannah are those who are successful. But in order to get that success of Akhirat and become among the people of Jannah, that is the effort that we have to make now in dunya, before our time comes. So this life will pass, it is for us to make it valuable. Gain the benefit of dunya, but the benefit of akhirat, that's the most important thing. And that comes and that requires that we apply ourselves in the amal that Allah wa ta'ala has given us. We stay away from haram. And this is the very important aspect that we have to make. It is that we keep ourselves in correct company. The kind of company the person keeps, that is what's going to affect what his conditions are. His life will be directed by his company. If a person stays in pious company, righteous company, good friends, then inshallah he will keep going in that direction. And the person adopts the opposite company, that's the direction he will end up in. Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq <coughs> that we adopt this taqwa in all its aspects. The taqwa in terms of bringing in our lives all the righteous actions and the taqwa in terms of staying away from all the disobedience of Allah wa ta'ala wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin